Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. You are the only one that can still the raging tempest. Father, thank you. Thank you for a brand new day. And this is the day that you have made, Scripture says. He said you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. And so, Father, we say thank you. Thank you for the blessings of today. Thank you for the goodness you have planned for us today. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you for this privilege to come into your presence as we come together this morning to magnify the God who is sufficient for every situation, to magnify the God who keeps covenant. Father, we say be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we say be glorified as the one who is Yahweh. We say be glorified this morning. We worship you as the King of Kings. We worship you as the Lord of Lords. We worship you this morning as the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies. Be glorified, precious Father, in the precious name of Jesus. As we worship in your presence, as we read the word of God in your presence, Father, we ask, Lord, grant us your wisdom. Help us learn in your presence. Father, cause your name to be glorified in our lives. Help us to apply the lessons in your word. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome, a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. Right, we continue our reading, our reading of the book of Ezekiel. So we have just a few more days. We will be through with the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel ends on chapter 48. Today we have three chapters to we will take. We are taking three chapters, chapters 37, 38, and 39. So that tells you in another three days um, after today, we should be through with the book. All right. Ezekiel chapter 37 is the one chapter in the book of Ezekiel I've had the most messages on, and I'm sure it is likely the same for you. The Valley of Dry Bones. Okay, so what can we learn from this from this vision that Ezekiel has? Okay, what was the implication of it? Does it have any implication for us? You know, like some say that this is an apocalyptic vision. In other words, it is a vision of the end time. Okay, we'll see what lessons to learn from, from, from there. And then we read chapters 38 and 39 that I personally, I personally consider as the artist chapters to understand in the book of Ezekiel. Yes, because this one is a message for Gog, okay, and then 39 is the slaughter of Gog's odd, odds. So we look at the lessons to learn, especially because um, up to now, uh, there has not been one single mention of any prince or, or any king called Gog, okay, as an enemy 
of the children of Israel, okay? As they left Egypt, you know, we, we will understand if this was a prophecy about Egypt, about Abmon, you know, about Moab, about Edom, about Tyre, you know, even the Babylonians, okay? We would understand if this was a prophecy about any of them. But this gives us a prophecy about a coming, a coming great battle, okay? So what lessons can we take from this one? I promise you, uh, today will be exciting. All right, get your Bibles. Let's read together. Ezekiel chapter 37, the valley of dry bones. The Lord took me, took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He was taken to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Okay, so for you to really understand Ezekiel chapter 37, you really have to understand Ezekiel chapter 36. In Ezekiel chapter 36, Ezekiel just prophesied about the restoration of the nation of the nation of Israel and when Ezekiel was talking about the nation of Israel you know I'm sure in his mind he was not just thinking about Judah even though yes he had been carried off you know from Judah but you know they are they've all now met in Babylon a lot of them anyway they've all now met in Babylon remember Ezekiel is in, is in Tel Aviv and so even there in captivity you know they were still enemies they were not mixing at all Okay, so you need to understand that, okay, this vision in 37 from that perspective. Okay, so Ezekiel says that the Lord takes hold of him and carries him away by the Spirit of Lord of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. I have said that, look, this one does see it, that this is a vision. Okay, don't, um, there's no need trying to bring anything special out, out of that. But you see, Ezekiel as a priest understands the implication of this. Standing in the valley of dry bones, first of all, tells him as a priest that that is a place, a place that will likely contaminate him. That's one. Number two, this is a valley filled with bone and your bones and you know that uh, that means that these people were not buried. Okay? They were killed uh, but they were not buried. Okay, so um, this for me, I think for Ezekiel, will immediately be the picture, the picture of Jerusalem. He's looking at the picture of the destruction of, of the city and there was nobody there to bury them. But he also realizes that he is looking at the bones. He's not looking at the corpse of the people. Okay, very important. Because if he was looking at the corpse of the people, then maybe they died recently. But here he is looking at a valley filled with bones. In fact, verse 2 tells us that the bones were very dry. Let's read down. It says, He led me all around among the bones that covered the, the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. There's a version that says that the bones were very dry. If the bones were very dry, meant that they have been dead for quite a while. Okay, they've been dead for quite a while. Just imagine, you know, people die on the ground and then they're rotting away and they're rotting off to the point until literally all the flesh, you know, goes, all the smell goes and then it is just the dry, very dry bone that you are looking at. 
that was exactly where God took Ezekiel. And I'm telling you, Ezekiel knows that this is a picture of the nation of of Israel, okay, or the nation of the nation of Judah. And this is much, 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 much after the destruction of Jerusalem. He says, "Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again?" Hmm. O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. And I'm telling you, as a Bible student, I just give my salute. Great, big salute, you know, to Ezekiel. Why? Ha! My senior pastor says, Pastor Sam says that whenever God asks you a question, don't be too forward to answer because most times God is trying to confront you with your foolishness. (laughs) So when God asked Ezekiel, can this can these bones become living people again? If you were the one, what would you think? I would expect that if I was standing in a valley filled with corpse, I might even be thinking, maybe God can do something about about those these corpse, right? Maybe they might just stand up on their feet. You never can tell, okay? Um, a few of them might just be alive and nobody realized it. But this was a valley filled with dry bones. They are dry and dead, gone, long time ago. And so it would have been fine if Ezekiel even had told God that, uh, Baba God, you are not blind. Can't you see that these bones are dead? They've been dead for a long time. So how can they possibly, possibly live again? But Ezekiel responds the one way, the one way that any Bible student Okay, should, uh, should, should respond. Anyone that has a relationship with God, uh, this is the way you should respond. Lord, you know. Okay? In other words, Ezekiel was telling God that, okay, in my own human understanding and wisdom, this is impossible. But I know that there is nothing impossible for you. Okay, so Lord, you know. He says, oh, sovereign Lord, I, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message. In other words, prophesy. Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. That was the message. I am going, going, going. Okay. In other words, it is, it is, it has not happened. It is going to happen. I am going to put breath in you. Okay. That's talking about the spirit of the spirit of God into you because that was how God created Adam. Okay. In Genesis. God put the breath of life into him and Adam became a living soul. God said, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. Okay? So these were not people that God was literally like creating them from scratch. Remember, it's a vision. So it's not that it's happening life. Okay? It wasn't that they were being created from scratch. It looked more as if they were bones. They were being now turned back into human beings. So this looked like a restoration more than a resurrection okay looks more like a restoration more than a resurrection but it's a vision okay so don't preach uh, uh, our resurrection is going to happen from even this chapter you have to be careful there but he said prophesy okay prophesy this is what the sovereign lord says look i am going to put breath into you and make you live again i will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin and i will put breath into you and you will come to life then you will know that i am the lord so one of the things i take away from verse 6 is that god gives the process he is going to take you will prophesy after prophesying 
He says, I'm going to put flesh and muscles on you and cover your skins. Then I will put, I will put breath into you and you will come to pass. In other words, there was going to be a process. In fact, the process was going to be more than that. In that, when the prophecy will, will start, there will be a rattling, there will be a shaking, and then bones will come together. Okay? There was going to be an order. Hmm. Bones will come together before the muscles will come, and then the flesh will cover them, and then we'll start talking about the breath coming inside them. That order had to be there. Because if let's say for example flesh came together before muscles came upon them and then bones came upon the muscles what would you think that's a monster everybody will run away seven says so i spoke this message just as he told me suddenly as i spoke there was a great rattling noise all across the valley the bones of each person came together and attached themselves as as complete skeleton in other words each person's bone found their skeleton just imagine, you know, the normal human human body. I've forgotten the number of bones. They say each you know, the human body has. Okay, each one of them just came back together. Chin, 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 chin. Each person's own came back and they attached themselves together. It says the bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete complete skeleton. Then, as I watched, muscles and and flesh formed over the bones. Then the skin formed to cover the covered their their bodies are but they still had no breath in them in other words a miracle had happened okay if you saw dry bones you know like this and they were lying on the floor and <laughs> they were looking like human beings already is that not a miracle yes a big miracle but yes the miracle was not yet complete but it happened because of prophecy yes he said prophesy it was the first prophecy that he gave that made this happen nine then says then he said to me speak a prophetic message to the wind son of man i speak a prophetic message and say this is what the sovereign lord says come O breath uh, from the four winds uh, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again in this verse the word used for wind and breath are the same thing roar okay so it says speak to the wind speak to breath and tell them you know uh, come into these dead bodies so that they may live again 10 says so i spoke the message as he commanded me and breathe and breath came into their bodies they all came to life and stood up on their feet a great army okay this was going to be a great army then he said to me son of man these bones represent the people of israel so in other words if ezekiel didn't know before god told him straight off the bones represent the people of israel now i know that we've used this chapter to preach different things and i think i agree it could be used for 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 anything that has suffered suffered a downfall has been completely lost the valley of the dry bones you know can be a strong message but this was a prophecy about the nation about the nation of israel not the nation of judah the nation of Israel. It says they it says they are saying we have become old dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. 
oh my people, I will open your graves of, of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. So why did this vision become necessary? This vision became necessary, like I said, from 36, when Ezekiel had prophesied and told the people that God was going to restore them. The people were looking at Ezekiel and then telling Ezekiel, maybe you don't understand our situation. We are totally fragmented and scattered or, you, know, you know, to every, practically every single nation of the world. How can you be telling us that God is going to restore us back as a nation? Okay, so they had lost hope. They were in despair. But God told them, look, I am going to bring you back. And so shows Ezekiel, gives Ezekiel this vision. And, and, and with this vision, the fact that he is going to bring them back. It looked impossible, sincerely. It looked impossible that it could not happen. But God says, I am going to bring them back. He says, then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. He says, when this happens, oh my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. Okay, so very, very important. Remember, God has been referring to Israel and not Judah. And you will see the reason why from verse 15. It says, again, a message came to me from the Lord, son of man, take a piece of wood and carve on it these words. This represents Judah and his allied tribes. Then take another piece and carve these words on it. This represents Ephraim and the northern tribes of Israel. Now, Hold them together in your hand as if uh, they, they were one piece of wood. When your people ask you, you what your, your actions means, say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take Ephraim and the Northern tribe and join them to Judah. Okay? I will make them one piece of wood in my hand. I will take Ephraim and the northern tribe and join them to Judah. There's a reason why they are being joined to Judah and not Judah being joined to them. The scepter will never leave the house of Judah. A very important, important order in the way God puts that. But really what God was simply saying here was that when you guys come out of exile, you will be united as one nation. And I'm telling you, that was exactly what happened to Israel as a nation. Is I will make them one piece of wood in my hand. They then hold out the piece of wood you have inscribed so the people can see them and give them this message from the sovereign Lord. I will gather the people of Israel from among the nations and I will bring them home to their own land from the places where they have been scattered. I will unify them into one nation on the mountains of Israel. One king will rule them all. No longer will they be divided into two nations or into, into, or into two kingdoms. They will never again pollute themselves with idols and vile images and rebellion for i will save them from their sinful apostasy okay so the picture you need to 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 have yet or let's finish that that verse it says i will save I, for i will save them from their sinful apostasy i will cleanse them then they will truly be my people and i will be their god so the picture you need to have here is that god was going to restore the nation as one remember at this point, you know, you had 10 kingdoms on one side, majorly 10 kingdoms on one side, and 
essentially being led by Ephraim and Samaria. The capital was Samaria. Okay, so when Jesus met that woman, John chapter 4, met that woman at the well of Samaria, and they were talking, and you could see that it as if you know those in in Judah had uh, come to the point where they are telling them that look, they are not part of, they are not, in fact, they are not children of Abraham anymore. Okay, <laughs> so you will see when he was saying that we Samaritans believe. Remember that they were part of the ten, the ten tribes. Okay, but God said, "I'm going to unite you guys. I'm going to unite you as one." Very important, important lesson to take to take from there. But they were going to be united to Judah. Yes, they were going to be united to to Judah. Says, "I will cleanse them. They will be truly. Uh, they will truly be my people, and I will be their God." Says, "My servant David will be their king, and they will have only one shepherd. They will obey my regulations and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I give my I gave my servant Jacob, the land where their ancestors live. They." and their children and their grandchildren after them will live there forever generation after generation and my servant David will be their prince forever and I will make a covenant of peace with them an everlasting covenant and I will he says I will give them their land and increase their numbers I will and I will put my temple among them forever I will make my home among them I will be their God and they will be my people and when my temple is among them forever the nation will know that I am the Lord who makes Israel holy. So there are those who say, look, this is a prophetic vision of what the church is going to be. There's going to be the Samarians or Samaritans represent the Gentile nations. Judah represented Israel. God was saying that he was going to unite them as one. Fine. I think you can give that you can give that a you know a safe interpretation and it will still be fine. But God was saying I'm going to unite them as one. Okay? Very, very important. So let's go on and read Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39. And this time we are going to run because we have such a short time this morning. Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 is a message for Gog and the slaughter of Gog's horde. Like I said, up to now, there has not been any mention of these people as an enemy of Israel. So I don't know how Ezekiel would have felt prophesying about these people. It would have been a difficult prophecy, I will tell you, because he would have been confused that these people are not an enemy an enemy of Israel. Uh, there are very the various interpretations that that Bible scholars have given. Many Bible commentaries, you know, talk about these two chapters referring to Russia and the likes. But let's just read and let's see the understanding we can get this morning. This, this is another message that came to me from the Lord, Son of Man, turn and face Gog, face Gog of the land of Magog. Gog of the land, in other words, it looks as if Gog is a person, he is of the land of Magog, the prince who rules over the nations of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him. So like I said, we can do a study on this one. This is quite a lot of information that we can we can use. Meshech and Tubal are places very close to the, you know, very close to the Black Sea, okay? So 
close to the nation of, of Israel. That we know. But Gog and Magog are not any place um, mentioned until now. Maybe a, a slight mention in the book of Genesis that you have of Magog. But anybody called Gog, no. He says, give them this message from the sovereign Lord. Gog, I am your enemy. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaw to lead you out from your um, lead you out with your own army, your horses and charters in full armor and great odds, armed with shields and shields and sword. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya will join you too with all their weapons. So we know that these people will come out to war to fight against Israel. It will be a mighty army. It will be an alliance. You will have Persia, you have Ethiopia, you have Libya, telling you that this were much more about the northern side of Africa. Okay, and then of course I've just mentioned mentioned Tubal. Okay, so which talks about the Black Sea. You already have an idea of the coalition of nations that we are we are talking about that are going to fight against Israel. It says yes. It says and Libya will will join you too with all their weapons. Goma and all its armies will also join you along with the armies of Beth Tagoma uh, from the distant north and many others. Get ready, be, be, be prepared. Keep all the armies around you mobilized and take command of them a long time from now so listen a long time from now you will be called into action in the distant future you will swoop down <clears throat> on the land of israel which will be enjoying peace after recovering from war and after its people have returned from many lands to the mountains of israel i'm telling you a lot of people say that that is still happening today people have been again and again batches of people have been returning to the land to the land of israel but it says that after they enjoy they've enjoyed peace after a while after recovering from a war uh, this particular war is going to happen it says you and all your allies a vast and awesome army will roll down on them like a storm and cover the land like a cloud this is what the sovereign lord says at that time evil thoughts will come to your mind and you will devise a wicked scheme. You will say Israel is an unprotected land filled with unworld villages. I will march against her and destroy uh, these people who, li who live in such confidence. I will go to those, formerly to those formerly desolate cities that are now filled with people who have returned from exile in many nations. I will capture vast amounts of plunder for the people are rich with livestock and other possessions now. They think the old world revolves around them. That I'm telling you is the accusation people make of Israel even today. It says, but Sheba and Didan and the merchants of Tashish will ask, do you really think the armies you have gathered can rob them of silver and gold? Do you think you can drive away their livestock and seize the, their goods and carry off plunder? Therefore, son of man, prophesy against Gog. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. When my people are living in peace in their land, then you will rouse yourself. You will come from your homeland in the distant north with your vast cavalry and your mighty army, and you will attack my people Israel, covering their land like a cloud. At that time in the distant future, I will bring you against my land as everyone watches, and my holiness 
will be displayed by what happened to you, Gog. Then all the nations will know that I am the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord, uh, this is what the sovereign Lord asks. Are you the one I was talking about long ago when I announced through Israel's prophets that in the future I would bring you against my people? But this is what the sovereign Lord says. When Gog invades the land of Israel, my fury will boil over. In my jealousy and blazing anger, I will, I promise a mighty shaking in the land of Israel on that day. All living things, the fish in the sea, the birds of the air, the animals of the field, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people on earth will quake in terror at my presence. Mountains will be thrown down, cliffs will crumble, walls will fall to the earth. I will summon the sword against you on all the ills of Israel, says the Sovereign Lord. Your men will turn their swords against each other. I will punish you and your armies with disease and bloodshed. I will send torrential rain, hailstorm, fire, and burning sulfur. In this way, I will show my greatness and holiness, and I will make myself known to all the nations of the world. Then they will know that I am the Lord. So what we take from here is that there is going to be a great battle, okay? There is going to be a great battle of a coalition of nations united against Israel. Like I said, there are those who interpret Meshach and Tubal, you know, to stand for, you know, um, cities in Russia, okay, uh, talking about the prince there even you know there are those who give the interpretation to say rush stands for russia you know there are those who says meshech stands for moscow um tubal stands for tuboski you know um cities in moscow but those are very very you know stretch in you know interpretation you know i remember recently when um when the wars you know with isis started and and russia involved themselves in that war with syria people began to say this prophecy was about to come to pass as always we say be very very careful this could just be a prophecy across time talking about different wars that will happen but surely this talks about the war of Gog and Magog okay a war that is going to come against the nation of Israel just after they finish one particular war this army will gather against them and in that time God will bring a mighty victory that some who says this is going to be the final battle before Jesus comes the second time all right let's read Ezekiel chapter 39 we'll read as far as we go and then we we'll stop today and continue you know, if we're not able to finish this chapter, says, Son of man, prophesy against Gog. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. I am your enemy, O Gog, ruler of the nations of Meshech and Tubal. I will turn you around and drive you towards the mountains of Israel, bringing you from the distant north. I will knock, I will knock the, uh, the bow from your left hand and the arrows from your right hand, and I will leave you helpless. You and your armies and your allies will all die in the mountain. I will feed you to the vultures and wild animals and uh, you will fall in open field for I have spoken says the sovereign Lord and I will rain down fire on Magog and all your allies will live will live safely on the on the coast then you will know that I am the Lord in this way I will make known my holy name among the people of Israel I will not let anyone bring shame on it 
and the nation too uh, will know that I am the Lord, the Holy One, the Holy One of Israel. The, that day of judgment will come, says the Sovereign Lord. Everything will happen just as I have declared it. Then the people in the towns of Israel will go out and pick up your small and large shield, bows and arrows, javelins and spear, and they will use them for fuel. <laughs> they will be enough to last them seven years. Okay? So like I said, this is talking for a lot of people, the people picture of the end time um there was a time we 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 actually took a teaching of this when we 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 discussed the book of revelation maybe i will pick up that explanation tomorrow because of our time okay let's just leave that today since there will be enough to last them seven years they won't need to cut wood from the field or forest for these weapons will give them all the fuel they need they will plunder those who plan to plunder them and they will rob those who plan to rob them says the sovereign lord and i will make a vast graveyard for gog and his herds in the valley of of the travelers east of the dead sea it will block the way of those who travel there and and they will change the name of the place to the valley of gog's odds i will take i will take seven months I will take seven months for the people of Israel to bury their bodies and cleanse the land. Everyone in Israel will help, for it will be a glorious victory for Israel when I demonstrate my glory on that day, says the Sovereign Lord. After seven months, teams of men will be appointed to search the land for skeletons to bury, so the land will be made clean again. Whatever bones are found, a marker will be set up so the burial crew will take them to be buried in the valley of Gog's odds. There will be a town there named Amona, which means odds, and so the land will be will be finally cleansed. And now, son of man, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Call all the birds and wild animals. Say to them, gather together for my great sac- sacrificial feast. You will remember that when this happens in the book of Revelation, it was actually referring to, you know, to that final battle against Babylon. So is this the same battle that Ezekiel is prophesying about? We will see tomorrow. Say, come, come from far and near to the mountains of Israel and, te- and there eat flesh and drink blood. Eat the flesh of mighty men and drink the blood of princes as though they were ram, lambs, goats, and bulls, all fattened animals like fattened animals from Bashan. God yourself with flesh until you are glutted. Drink blood until you are drunk. This is the sacrificial feast I have prepared for you. Feast at my banquet table feast on the horses and characters on mighty men and all kinds of valiant warriors says the sovereign lord in this way i will demonstrate my glory to the nations everyone will see the punishment i have inflicted on them and the power of my fist when i strike and from that time on the people of israel will know that i am the lord their god the nations then will know why israel was sent away to exile it was punishment for for sin for they were unfaithful to their God. Therefore, I turned away from them and let their enemies destroy them. I turned my face away and punished them because of their defilement and their sins. So now, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will end the captivity of my people. I will have mercy on all Israel, for I jealously guard my holy reputation. They will accept responsibility for their past shame and unfaithfulness after they come home to live in peace in their own land with no one to bother them. When I bring them 
home from the land of their enemies. I will display my holiness among them for all the nations to see. Then my people will know that I am the Lord their God, because I sent them away to, to exile and brought them home again. I will leave none of my people behind. I will never again turn my face from them, for I will pour out my spirit upon the people of Israel. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Wow. So what I'm going to do tomorrow is explain what in my own, okay, my own commentary, the, the, the battle I think God is talking about, but it is talking about a battle in the future that is still going to happen. I want us to just go ahead and begin to thank God for today. As we go, our focus, our prayer this morning is on the valley of the dry bones. I don't know what is dry in your life, but you see, God says, son of man, prophesy, pray pray and speak. first of all he said speak the word over them and he said prophesy pray pray ask the bread to come into them and that is what i want us to do this morning speak the word of god i don't know what is dry in your life it might be your marriage it might be your 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 academics it might be your business i want you to pray this morning lord let your goodness let your freshness let breath come upon my marriage let it come upon my children let it come upon my family this morning Will you just go ahead and, and begin to pray? Father, we say thank you this morning. We give you all the praise. Thank you, precious Lord. Thank you because there is no dry bone in our life that you are not able to handle. And so, Father, we give all our dry bones to you. Lord, use them for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, I prophesy to every dry bone. Receive life this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.